Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Today, Israel, tomorrow, the world. If you have been uh, listening to a number of my podcasts, which started years and years ago, you would not have necessarily been that shocked other than the brutality of it. But the uh, idea of an invasion of terrorists, Hamas, into Israel. Um, I have been warning people since I became the terrorist therapist, since 9-11, the real, you know, the actual 9-11, I'm not talking about an anniversary now, but every year since the real 9-11, I have been working as the terrorist therapist to help people not only get over the impact of 9-11, but also to prepare for future attacks. Now, the problem is, at least in America, and I really think uh, pretty much worldwide, other than other than in terrorist countries where they know the terrorists were continuing to plot and plan to take over the world. Um, the people in America have gone into complacency um, or denial and really wanted to believe that 9-11 was it. And apparently, as we have all seen, um, and as we, as we actually have been seeing, I mean, I've been talking um, on the podcast about attacks, you know, in the mainstream media in America, we really don't get to hear much about attacks in other countries. And um, there haven't been many major attacks in America since, you know, for, for a number of years, particularly because of the COVID lockdowns where they're, uh, that made it people weren't in groups, you know, weren't in concerts and weren't a lot of pedestrians in the street and so on. So we, and also a lot of terror attacks have been foiled and that doesn't get into the mainstream media. So, um, so Hamas, as you know, unless you were under a rock, um, Hamas, certainly a terrorist organization. I cannot believe that there was this argument um, among some people as to whether Hamas were terrorists. Of course, Hamas were terrorists, are terrorists, and um, and they have the same beliefs, the same radical Islamist beliefs as, um, as other terrorists, as Al-Qaeda, as ISIS, as the Taliban, and other smaller groups of terrorists. And their <laughs> united belief is that, uh, is to wage jihad in the name of Allah. Now, um, the reason why they were able to be so brutal, in fact, barbarians, Hamas and other terrorists, but but Hamas actually has pushed the envelope. Um, there, this was the most brutal attack um, that there has been, which is very bad for a lot of reasons, um, not just for the you know what it portends, but um, what it portends in terms of terrorist uh, brutality against non-believers you know people who don't believe in who don't who um don't believe who, who don't believe in allah as they're not as their only god so in other words it's, we're not they're not just talking about jews they're talking about christians they're talking about anybody who doesn't believe in allah or doesn't make that their main religion you know and 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 worship allah the way they want in a very uh, orthodox kind of way a very devoted way, and um, the radical Islamists, they interpret the Quran in a way uh, that gives them an excuse to kill us, the, the non-believers or the unbelievers, okay? And Israel, of course, is number one on their list. Um, and, uh, you know, we have been hearing for years about Iran, people in Iran saying, the leaders of Iran saying, uh, death to America, death to Israel, death to America. Well, did you think they were kidding? <laughs> I mean, obviously, our president um, 
didn't pay very much attention to it, but I'll get to that in a bit. Anyway, going back to um, why I'm calling this today, Israel, tomorrow, the world. That is a quote that has been attributed to Adolf Hitler. <clears throat> today, Germany, tomorrow, the world. And um, he didn't necessarily, or they, they haven't been able to find a specific place where he said it in that succinctly, you know, in those words. However, um, that was certainly his intentions. Um, he expressed these ideas along these lines, you know, throughout all of his speeches. Um, and the closest that he came to this, these, this specific brief um, recitation of his intentions was um, from In Mein Kampf, which was written uh, in 1925, where he said, quote, if the German people in their uh, historic development had possessed tribal unity, let's see, tribal unity, like other nations, the German Reich today would be the master of the entire world. So basically that comes down to today, Germany, tomorrow, the world. Um, now, it, this, can, this shortened version, uh, this logo, so to speak, uh, can be found in a song uh, from the Hitler Youth Songbook. And this is the song. Um, let's see. Well, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to actually have to, I'm, I'm not going to tell it, I'll have to get back to you on the English translation in the next segment, because uh, there's no point in <laughs> reading the, the German. Okay, so I will, I will get, I will tell you what it says in English when we, in the next segment. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, let's go back just to make a, a recap of uh, what happened on October 7th and 8th. First of all, uh, Hamas apparently has been planning this attack, of course, with the help they are funded by <clears throat> Iran, <clears throat> who is the biggest state sponsor of terrorism. And um, they fund Hamas. And um, it is, there is still no answer to the question of why Israel, uh, since they have, you know, they are known to have the best uh, spies or the best, you know, um, detection of uh, best intelligence. And it is so far unknown why Israel was not aware. I mean, I'm sure they were aware. Obviously, they're aware there's always a, a threat from Hamas, just like there are from a lot of other terrorist groups surrounding Israel. But they obviously did not know that this kind of an attack was going to happen on October 7th. And that is going to be, that is being investigated. But meanwhile, Israelis have a lot more important things to do, like protecting their people and their country. Um, now, uh, okay, so the question is, why, why, why did they do this? How were they, how were they able, people are, are asking, you know, how could a human do these unspeakable things to other humans. They have beheaded babies, they beheaded other uh, humans, you know, other uh, soldiers and other people. They've been raping people, women, and presumably perhaps men as well, even though that's not allowed in the radical Islamist way of thinking. Um, they've, been, they've been kidnapping people. Um, one of the saddest things is to see the grannies that they've been kidnapping. Uh, they've been having people on their on their trucks, um, you know, naked women that clearly they've been raping and, and people who they've been dismembering Israelis. I say people, Israelis, who they who they kidnapped um, when they came into the, the southern um, southern part of Israel when they invaded. And um, and, you know, the, the some of the grannies um, that were known to be Holocaust survivors and uh, some of them had dementia. I mean, imagine this, surviving the Holocaust only to be let, loaded onto a terrorist truck um, to be kidnapped and God knows what uh, to happen to them after they were brought into Gaza. Now, um, so far, 
there have been over 1,300 Israelis killed, and there have been um, hundreds, at least 200, uh, kidnapped. And this is the bloodiest uh, attack in Israel's history. It's basically a combination of the Holocaust and 9-11. And um, there's a lot of, of, of connections or similarities between 9-11 and this Hamas attack um, in the sense that the 9-11 was shocking uh, because America never thought that any terrorists would come from the air you know, and uh, attack them in this tremendous um, attack the way that they did. And Hamas did the same thing on a, you know, a, a well, a lesser scale. Can we really say that? I mean, they, it, proportionately, it was basically the same scale because, um, I mean, it wasn't by, I mean, they, they used air um, and land and sea to attack all at once. And they attacked on the Jewish holiday of Simcha's Torah. Um, and, and you know, on Saturday, first of all, is Shabbat. Uh, and that is a day of rest for all Jews. And then Simcha's Torah um, is a Jewish, uh, you know, a, 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 a significant Jewish holiday. So that is part of why, why there was a slow response. Um, yes, you know, it, Basically, Hamas uh, caught Israelis napping, which is rather unusual, but clearly they planned it very well. That does not uh, that does not say that what they did was okay by any means. Um, of course, now you know um, Israel is is going to be uh, well is already uh, attacking Gaza. Uh, Israel gave a warning to. Um, they've been dropping leaflets over Gaza. And um, obviously the people who live in Gaza are realizing that Hamas, who they elected to be their leaders, um, obviously don't really care about um, the people who live in Gaza because they're using them as human shields. They are, you know, what they're trying to do is to say that Israel is attacking or killing civilians. But what Hamas does, and this is what terrorists do in general, um, Hamas has put um, things, important things for their for their attack um, under civilian places. In other words, under hospitals and uh, in their tunnels and um, under buildings, large buildings. And, you know, they, they put some of the leaders, Hamas leaders, under these things and the bombs and so on, um, besides in the tunnels, all of the things that they want to preserve, they put un, under hospitals also, so that then they can say, um, it, it, so in order to, for Israel to, to get these things that are, are things that would promote, continue the war um, on Hamas's side, uh, in order for Israel to try to stop the war, stop further attacks, they have to bomb these buildings. And and then, of course, you know, then Hamas can say, oh, well, look, Israel bombed a, a hospital. Isn't that horrible? Well, it certainly doesn't compare to the atrocities that um, that Hamas has been doing. Um, now, you know, I've been talking like on my September 11. I did two, my two previous podcasts related to the anniversary of 9-11. And I talked about how the Obama-Biden White House was um, doing things so that we would forget 9-11. And I've talked about how Obama, because of his being raised in madrasas uh, and taught to hate Israel, hate Jews, um, <laughs> And he, um, he, um, uh, you know, this is why he and and as the puppeteer of Biden um, directed all of these things to try to make us forget 9/11 and so on, and to to not fund the uh, tribute museum and all of the various things that I talked about in my two previous podcasts. Well, you know, um, one of the things I mean, there is no there is no way that I am not going to believe. <laughs> 
uh, and there is a lot of evidence for, you know, people, a lot of, you know, mainstream media will not say this, but, um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that shows how happy the White House was um, on the weekend that, it, that Israel was being attacked by Hamas, October 7th and 8th, um, the White House was having a party, a barbecue, um, on Sunday, the day the day after the you know the primary attack, so on October eighth, the main attack was was um, Saturday the seventh, but they were continuing to attack on Sunday. So um, the White House had a barbecue and they had a live band. Now, what does this remind you of? Do you remember after nine eleven, there were pictures of terrorists cheering and celebrating and all of that? How? In what universe is it okay for the president of the United States to be hosting a barbecue when Israelis were being barbecued? Well, I will continue uh, with that when when I get back. Let me just um, uh, let me just say a couple of other things about Obama and the Obama Biden White House. Um, first of all, as I've talked about in previous podcasts. The White House has been giving billions, billions with a B of dollars to terrorists. Um, just before Hamas invaded, attacked Israel, uh, they gave Iran, I mean, Iran, they gave Iran uh, $6 billion. Now, you know, B Obama and Biden have been cozying up to Iran for years. And, you know, there was the Iran deal that of course anybody who had half a brain would know you can't trust the Iranians who are yelling death to America. Um, you know, and and yet they made deals with them pretending that Iran wasn't continuing to develop nuclear um weapons. And um and so you know so of course Iran has as I said at the beginning has been funding Hamas. That's been for years. Um, Biden, the White House has also, you know, they left all that, the weapons in Afghanistan. I mean, the whole Afghanistan surrender, you know, you have to look at that now with a, with a, a more, um, what, a more uh, critical eye, you know, um, was it really just a mistake from a, from a demented man? You know, I've talked about Biden's dementia, but was that, and I, I used, I was talking about how it was his dementia that didn't allow him to go from plan A uh, in Afghanistan to plan B when the when the Taliban started coming forward, uh, taking over Afghanistan faster than he thought. But you know, since then I have had rethought that. Um, it really because you know he was being told by people in his defense department, um, you know, to to do something else, <laughs> to to try to fix what was just starting to happen, and he didn't do it. He stuck with his plan A. Now, it seems clearer as, as, as time goes by and including what happened in Israel, it seems clearer and clearer that Obama and Biden um, are enabling the terrorists. And there has have been reports about how some of the weapons that Biden through his, you know, through his uh, disastrous surrender, um, he, he left uh, billions of dollars worth of weapons in Afghanistan, and it has been reported that some of these weapons uh, have been used by Hamas to attack Israel. Now, is it coincidence? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't think it was a coincidence at all. Well, when we come back, I have lots more, <laughs> lots more shocking kinds of things to tell you, terrible things that you need to know. I mean, I felt like I enjoy telling you terrible things, but I have been trying to warn warn you about all of these things, you know, for years now. I mean, I must say this attack on Israel even caught me by surprise. I thought there was going to be, um, that there were going to be attacks on America before uh, attacks on Israel, because there are so many terrorists who are now in America, uh, thanks to the southern border being a free-for-all. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll stop here and stay tuned for the next segment. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about today Israel, tomorrow the world. And again, that was um, basically a summary of things that Hitler said. 
Um, and also, as I was starting to, <laughs> to read to you, it, the gist of that is also in a marching song um, in the Hitler Youth Songbook. And um, this is the chorus. We shall keep marching on, even if everything breaks into fragments. For today, Germany belongs to us and tomorrow, the whole world. Now, do you think it's coincidence that um, terrorists have the same uh, the same um, aim, the same goals, the same uh, slogan, I guess would be the right word? Um, no, it is not. It is not a coincidence. Um, of course, they're saying um, today, Israel, tomorrow, the world, not today, Germany, tomorrow, the world. But it is as obviously there are lots of uh, parallels between Hitler. You know, Hitler tried to exterminate the Jews during World War II and the terrorists are continuing. Um, I mean, they actually had the plans before um before Hitler, but um, but you know they they are continuing where Hitler left off. Let's just say it that way. Um, so getting back to getting back to um, where I was. There's so much I want to tell you about. I'm gonna obviously this is gonna have to be sort of an overview, and I'm gonna get into some of the more specific kinds of things later, but um. Um, let me, let's talk about, I think one of the things, this is something that's really troublesome and it should be troublesome to you, whatever religion you are. Um, you know, after, well, first of all, Hamas called for a, on, for Friday, the 13th, October 13th, they called for a day of jihad, they called it, or a day of rage. And, um, they wanted people to protest. They wanted people really to uh, to be violent. And some people were, although I don't think it was as many people as they were hoping for. Um, this was, you know, this was supposed to be in the Middle East and also in America, wherever, actually across the world. And there were um, protests and, and things, people got violent, not only in America, but in, um, in the UK, in, in France, um, you know, where, of course, they, as I've really talked a lot about in previous podcasts about how the migrants are going to be destroying um, Europe, you know, are in the process of destroying Europe. And it, they are first the leaders of, of, um, of, you know, Western Europe countries are first waking up to this now, because when uh, Hamas and the Hamas sympathizers, terrorists, you know, like Iran and Iraq and um, a lot of Middle Eastern countries uh, are urging people in um, in Europe, migrants in Europe, um, to to protest, to um, to take over. And and France was like really shocked at how many migrants there actually were who would be uh, and and not. I mean, they knew more or less how many migrants they were, but I mean how what it would look like um, to have all of these migrants um who are in who are terrorists or terrorist sympathizers to rise up and they're finally seeing this and i'm going to tell you something in a little while that's really uh not not so shocking to me i've been trying to warn about this but but it, it it's scary it's really scary okay anyhow um so so you know of course the the uh, attack on Israel and the brutality of it. Of course, you know there are no words for this. Um, I mean, it, it brought it brought violence to another whole level. But um, in addition to that, um, the the impact on America. These people who who came out of the woodwork to protest on behalf of the Palestinians. There really is no such thing as Palestinians. But and, and these are it's what's so interesting. Well, what's so terrible is that. It was especially, or at least in the news, we, we it actually was a number of colleges, but in the news and most prominently were um, Ivy League colleges, Harvard, Columbia. Um, and, and particularly at Harvard, there were groups 
that um, signed a letter. There were, let's see, there were student organizations um, that signed a letter on behalf of, um, of, of being pro-Palestine, you know, siding with Palestine, deciding that Israel was terrible and it deserved to be attacked and babies deserved to be beheaded and women deserved to be raped. I mean, when you think about it, you know, colleges and now of course um, also uh, every school from, from kindergarten on, you know, have been, have been, um, have been invaded by leftist propagandists who um, supposedly though, you know, especially in college, the idea was that you're supposed to want <laughs> equality and justice and um, all of that. And yet these are the same people who came out now, okay, they, they would say, well, yeah, we want justice and equality for the Palestinians. You know, they, they obviously don't know history or they have been more likely, they have been taught as now is being taught in every grade, wrong history lies it's not history it's lies and so um because if they knew the truth well even if they knew the truth they might well still go out and protest for the palestinians because just because um but in any case so so um, harvard especially had this letter that over 30 groups signed and um they um you know, calling for, I mean, speaking out in favor of these so-called Palestinians and, and, and in favor of the attack on, in, in favor of killing Jews. And, um, you know, incredibly anti-Semitic, not just Jews in Israel, but Jews in America. I mean, you know, which has really been um, some of these stories of Jews on campus at these colleges who suddenly realized that, that their classmates who were their friends or who they thought were their friends actually hated them. Imagine what that feels like. Anyhow, um, the Harvard president has come out and she she refuses to say that these these 30 groups and, and the protests and so on are, are wrong or bad. She's been defending them. I mean, she said something about, oh, it's really sad that, <laughs> that Israel had, that people died, um, but that's as far as she went. And she needs to be fired. Um, and but there have been people coming out and and on the other side. In fact, there was a backlash to this this letter um, from a man who is a um, he's he was on the board. He was an alumni of Harvard, and he was on their board. And he is sort of a bigwig um, in on Wall Street. And he has said, and he has gotten lots of Wall Street people to follow him to say that they uh, they want the names of these people. Actually, the names, some of their names at least, have gotten out, and they're they're um, vowing to not hire any of these people from Harvard who who said all these horrible things and and protested and so on. But that was um, that was really, in some ways. I mean, of course, you can't say that that would be worse than than killing babies and chopping off their heads. But I mean, it was sort of more of a it's closer to home. Um, OK, then there so far in 2023, there have been 659 known or suspected terrorists caught at the border, at the southern border. Um, and that is the most ever now, again. That's just who's been caught. Now, um, as I was starting to say about all, all the impact all over the world, um, in Italy, a Muslim screaming Allahu Akbar, holding the Quran, attacked three people. Now, these kinds of things are going on all along. I just haven't been, been giving specific examples um, recently in my podcast, but I'm going to start doing that because... Uh, because otherwise people don't believe <laughs> that this has been going on uh, all over the world um, already. Then, let's see, um, then in Iraq, um, a Shiite top dog, El Sadr, said, we are also waiting for the fall of the American entity led by senile 
old Biden. Um, you know, ever since I, I have spoken about how ever since Biden um, uh, surrendered in Iran, that that has changed the world. That um, that that in history books, if they tell the truth, um, they will in the future. They will talk about, they will see, you know, as a little time goes, as more time goes by, and it's already been happening, starting to happen. Um, but as time goes by, uh, historians are going to realize that this was, this was the beginning of the end. Biden's uh, um, surrender in Afghanistan was the beginning of the end. Because that is where all our enemies uh, realized that America is weak and um, started, you know, ramping up whatever it is that they were planning to do, uh, starting with Putin invading Ukraine and China becoming more aggressive and, of course, Iran, uh, you know, ramping up and um, China. And by the way, China and Russia have now become uh, BFFs, uh, you know, because they got together during the Ukraine war um, they kind of needed each other. And so now they are trying, are telling America not to get in to, not to help Israel. So now, you know, what does that mean? That means we could be on the brink of World War III. Then the Hamas chief, okay, so here's this really, one of the really scary parts, but again, not, uh, not, not on, not surprising unless if you, it's only surprising if you haven't been paying attention to what's been going on. Um, so Hamas chief uh, it emphasized that Israel is only the first target. So there are there is footage of a senior Hamas official calling for world domination and that has resurfaced online. In other words, he had, he had said that um, at some previous time. This is a long, for over a thousand years, radical Islamists have been believing in jihad, believing in wiping out everyone who doesn't believe in Allah. So, um, so this Hamas official said, quote, we believe in what our prophet Muhammad said. And this is what Muhammad, so what Muhammad said, he, he's, they're quoting what Muhammad said. This is what Muhammad said. Allah drew the ends of the world near one another for my sake, and I have seen its eastern and western ends. The, the dominion of my nation would reach those ends that have been drawn near me. And this was in a video that was published um, on Memory TV, which is, uh, you know, which publishes things about terrorists in December of 2022. December of 2022, I've been telling you all along, it's not, this is this has been their intent. Um, <clears throat> again, to go back to Mohammed's uh, quote, allegedly, quote, <laughs> or at least what people believe that <laughs> Mohammed said, quote, the entire 510 million square kilometers of planet Earth will come under a system where there is no injustice, no oppression, no Zionism, no treacherous Christianity and no killings and crimes like those being committed against the Palestinians and against the Arabs in all the Arab countries in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, and other countries. Um, okay, so, so basically they're saying the entire planet will fall under the reign of radical Islamists. Um, so now, um, this was, um, Mahmoud al-Zahar who said that all this, and he was one of the co-founders of Hamas in 1987. And, um, and that should, um, that is... You know, so again, this is this is not something new that they just that they just um, decided, but it is with more brutality than has ever happened before, more direct. In other words, yes, they have have um, terrorists 
uh, shot bombs and, and missiles and all kinds of things into Israel and tried to kill Israelis and so on in the past, had made terror attacks, suicide bombs. Yes, of course. But never has there been an attack, not only this brutal, I mean, this, you know, uh, three air, sea and land all at once and um, and so on, but also doing the 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 atrocities that they committed on other humans. So, you know, not only is this bad, bad for the Jews, bad for Israel and bad for the Jews, but as I was reading, you know, if you're a Christian, um, you ain't safe either, uh, whatever religion you are, if you're not a believer in radical Islam. So, um, so, but this is also the fact that they, that they, their attacks on, on people were so brutal, so inhumane, is not only bad for, as I was saying, Israel and the Jews and so on, and, and other people, but um, it's bad for just, just general criminals. People who are, who, you know, the people who have been shooting in the streets <laughs> um, in day, broad daylight already, um, people who have been looting stores, people who have been doing all kinds of things that where there's, that, that used to be used to be um, a crime that would keep people in jail for a certain amount of time. And they have been pushing all these boundaries. Well, what do you think is going to happen now that they have seen on social media or on regular media um, all of this, this, uh, this brutality? Do you think just the, your average criminal in the street um, is going to stop? At, uh, at what they've been doing in the past? Or do you think maybe they, they this has given them the green light? Oh, well, and I'm not talking about related to Jews or Christians or Muslims or just in general, that, you know, most of the time the criminals don't know who they're stabbing or shooting or whatever. Um, so, but this will give them, allow them to, um, to commit a, more atrocious crimes than they ever had before. Think about that. And while you're thinking about that, <laughs> we'll take a break. And when we come back, I will tell you about uh, some of the things that have been happening in other countries already, and that will undoubtedly happen here. And um, and again, I am not I'm not telling you this to scare you. Well, I am telling you this to uh, to wake you up in any case, but to um, first of all, to think about who you're electing, whether it's your town or your state, um, your city or the country, think about who is making decisions and um, and about whether you want people in power who are sympathizers with terrorists. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking about today, Israel, tomorrow, the world, reminiscent of Adolf Hitler and his, um, his having killed 6 million Jews, exterminated 6 million Jews in the gas chamber in World War II. You know, um, there's a saying, uh, never again. That's what people said about the Holocaust, never again. Well, Hamas is challenging that, as are, as are all other radical Islamist terrorists. Okay, let me give, tell you some other things. I know I'm sort of not in any, um, <laughs> I'm not talking in any particular linear kind of way, um, because I'm so upset, really, as you can obviously hear. Um, I mean, I have been... I have been steeped in this um, since uh, since it started, since it began. Um, so there is a lot to be angry about, and a lot to be upset about, and a lot to warn you about. You know, it, I, I guess it. What really, I mean, besides, of course, being uh, worried for Israel. Um, what what worries me the most, aside from that, what also worries me, is. Um, how much danger America is in and how still complacent and in denial we are, even though like, it's not just about, it's not just going to happen in the Middle East. 
you know, even though, even though people saw, you know, these students and, and even actually, um, did you know that the Starbucks workers union, um, uh, also came out in protest, uh, and for palace pro Palestinians, um, I mean, what Starbucks workers? So on on social media, I was asking for, and I'm asking you now to boycott Starbucks. Now I know that's hard. <laughs> I love um, I love Starbucks. I love uh, my chai lattes and my caramel frappuccinos. But um, who knew that um, they're, um, you know, that the the Starbucks workers felt that way. Anyhow, um, so let me tell you some more, um, some more horrible things that are happening around the world. In the UK, you may have seen this, there have been demonstrations, really big demonstrations in, in London. Um, the uh, demonstrators have been, have been screaming a K-bar, um, a jihad chant that vows a new genocide of Jews. It has to do with a story um, from the Quran that, um, you know, it ha had some significance. The point is they were in the streets of London and they had all these signs, uh, freedom for Palestine, free Palestine, all this kind of stuff. And, and it, I think it was really rather shocking to, um, of course, the mayor of, uh, of London is a Muslim. I'm not saying he's a terrorist or a um, or a radical Islamist, uh, but he has not been very. He has been sympathetic to the terrorist cause. He has not been very. Um, he has not really taken action against uh, against people. You know, these pro-Palestinians. There, there was something they were supposed to arrest um, people with a Gaza flag in London, but I don't know if that actually, how many, how many people were actually arrested. Anyhow, it's not just the, um, it's not just the Ivy Leagues who are protesting and are, um, you know, coming out with signs and, and uh, mobs <laughs> um, saying, uh, you know, with signs and so on, but also other colleges um, like the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Their signs said, all of us are Hamas. Really? All of us are baby killers? All of us behead people? What, I mean, what, what are these people learning in colleges? Uh, they also had signs, USA to, to Israel must stop. <clears throat> you know, Israel is the only friend that America has in the Middle East. <laughs> people forget about that. Uh, then they also had signs, um, Hamas are Palestinians, all of us are Hamas. Uh, F your, I, it just goes on. Anyhow, um, now here's one of the things that really upset me, because as you know, I lived in Paris for years. Um, there is, there were bomb threats in Paris um, in coordination with the Israel attack, and they bombed um, a, a metro station, the Gare de Lyon, the train station, the metro, and then also there was a bomb threat for the museum, the Louvre. Now that is really scary because um, <clears throat> whether I'm not sure, you know, this again, all of the all of the really scary stuff has not been um, told in the mainstream media. But uh, terrorists, you know, and this goes back, this has been happening for years, um, terrorists have been demolishing artifacts. And, um, well, even like, uh, you know, in, in um, even in Rome, um, there was an attack on, on um, you know, of course, these ancient buildings and so on. But Hamas, I mean, not just Hamas, radical Islamists, terrorists, want to destroy history okay they they want to get rid of of art of uh, well actually you know you can look at the woke people um there there are by the way there is um there are connections 
between the radical left, you know, radical left Democrats in America and um, and the radical terrorists. Um, there are certain things that they both agree with, notably to destroy America. So, um, uh, so, um, so anyhow, so the fact that this has just been reported that there were bomb threats for the Louvre. I mean, I have long been worried about museums, um, all a lot, you know, all the museums in America, like particularly the the museums in New York, the museums in Washington D.C. Um, you know, I, it it really has long worried me that uh, terrorists could, just like Hamas, made this surprise attack uh, that had tremendous loss um, in Israel. Um, there could be surprise attacks on museums because they don't want us to remember uh, or to to you know to not worship but to appreciate. Um, these kinds of works of art. They only want us to believe in Sharia law, to listen to Sharia law, to come under Sharia law. That is what, that is Obama's biggest wish for all of America, as well as all of the world. <laughs> Today, Israel, tomorrow, America, then the rest of the world. Um, so I, I'm just hoping that museums are <clears throat> rethinking their security. I mean, I know they've been... <clears throat> Um, increasing it because of, you know, just the the violence that has been increasing, especially in New York. But um, I hope I hope someone on the boards of museums are thinking that this could it could they could be they could be the target of a terrorist attack as well. I mean, the thing is, all bets are off. There are no rules anymore. <clears throat> so. Uh, Toronto, like things are happening. I'm just giving you, you know, headlines. Things, this, things are happening all over the world. Um, bad things. In Toronto, two Muslim cops posted anti-Semitic messages cheering on Hamas. Cops. <laughs> How are they supposed to protect people um, from the terrorists um, if if they're if 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 the cops, two Muslim cops posted anti-Semitic messages cheering on Hamas. Now, of course, there was a swift reaction from other cops. <laughs> I, I guess they're going to be punished or hopefully fired. Um, then what else? Um, <clears throat> in Germany, uh, in Germany, some really talk about uh, quoting Hitler. Um, in Germany, there are, people are putting um, Jewish stars, just like in World War II, Hitler's time, when he made Jews wear Jewish stars on their clothes to identify them, or armbands, um, or put things on their houses, uh, Jewish stars on their houses. Somebody is doing that today in Germany, repeating the Holocaust. Now, also, a teacher was attacked after he asked a student to stop wearing the Palestinian flag at school. So what did the person do who was wearing the Palestinian flag? They attacked the teacher. Then also, uh, Swarthmore College, um, they banned fraternities, but they won't ban pro-Hamas students. Um, they're, it's a group called Students for Justice in Palestine. I love the way all these groups, you know, say justice. They <laughs> they decide what's justice, right? And then, um, and then you know, I've been talking about how the kids, uh, toddlers. I I have seen videos of toddlers um, in in the Middle East being taught to hate Jews, to hate Israel, to kill. To kill the um, uh, to to kill people who don't believe, who don't worship Allah as their only God, and to don't follow and who don't follow the laws of Sharia. So there are um, I have seen videos of kids being taught all these to hate you know to hate Jews, to hate Israel, to hate it's as I was saying, and also to um, to carry guns. They had four year old kids, little kids. They had carrying these guns and practicing drills for what they were going to do, um, you know, how they were going to attack Israel. 
Now, do you think maybe some of these Hamas people um, were Hamas terrorists uh, started as four-year-old kids being taught how to use a gun? I think I think so. It's been going on for a very long time. Um, so now someone, um, one of these children um, has, or at least one, has come forward and said, they teach us that Jews are bad people. Um, and and they said, and, and they teach us that Jews are the Jews are terrorists. And then they he said, um, I am prepared to be a suicide bomber. These little innocent kids, they're 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 training to kill. So um, <sighs> we have to we have to call on our leaders. Um, to to do more first of all to protect israel but also to not be so cozy with iran to not make these treaties with iran and and also you know um there are it's there's definitely the possibility hamas is asking for other countries in the middle east to join them um and to attack israel and to uh, join them in jihad you know a worldwide jihad is basically what they're asking for. Now, also these these people who are protesting and so on, um, they want us not not only uh, you know free Palestine. Talking about Palestine, well, there is no such thing. But you know, talking about the people in Gaza, um, the Hamas, uh, as I said, who was elected. I don't know what these people were thinking, but somehow or other, maybe the the um, the Hamas leaders got elected in Gaza, um, and if, as we have now seen, they are not taking care of the Gaza people. They are using them as shields. They are. They don't care that Israel is going to. Um, they're telling them, in fact, to stay in Gaza. Israel is telling the people in Gaza who are in the north of Israel, of who I'm sorry, who are in the north of of Gaza, to go to the south of Gaza because it was mainly the north of Gaza where um, where these terrorists, where Hamas came from to attack Israel. So Israel is saying they're trying not to kill um, the people in Gaza. So they're warning them. They've been, as I said, they've been dropping leaflets and so on and, and making it known in however they can to um, that the people in Gaza should go further south uh, in Gaza. But the Hamas is telling the people in Gaza not to go south to not to move just to stay there because um because they want them to be there so that they can say that israel killed all these people in gaza um and and you know make israel look bad for the world so they don't want to save the people in gaza the people who they were elected by to be the leaders of you know their true feelings have come out i mean it's really kind of sad for the people in gaza because um that they were duped but um they're realizing it now now, so the people who have, you know, the 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 Ivy League people, college people, and so on, um, and you know, I went to Harvard not for not to get a degree. Um, I went there during the summer when I was in college, uh, in my own college. Um, I went there to take organic chem uh, at Harvard, and um, and I had fond feelings for Harvard up until now. Anyway, of course, it's not everybody at Harvard who is who is uh, speaking out pro, you know, to be to free Palestine and so on. But anyhow, it was, um, for, you know, it's kind of like for me, BFFs, you know, I these um, people who I cared for anyway. Um, so so now these these protesters who um and the and the people in in America too. I mean, you know, the protesters in America who are um, anti-Semitic, who are anti-Israel, who are coming out and and saying, you know, with with Hamas, um, you know, standing with Hamas, even though Hamas are baby killers and everything else, um, they are now trying to get our government in America to take in the Gaza refugees. Now there are about a million people in Gaza. Um, and, you know, hopefully they will go south <laughs> uh, to Gaza South, right? Um, and 
But the thing is, there was no way we could take them in. America could take them. First of all, a lot of people in the in the, the countries in the Middle East are trying. Don't want to take them in, um, because there's no way to to vet them. You know, in 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 emer in an emergency to vet them, like we did such a bad job uh, vetting people coming from Afghanistan. So there's no way to vet the Gaza people. Um, to to know that they are not Hamas or to know that they're not Hamas sympathizers or to know that they don't have other terrorist um, sympathies. Um, last but not least, just a couple of more things I wanna tell you. Um, first of all, you know, the, the Hamas people, yes, they did catch Israel sleeping on a holiday <laughs> and, on, and on Shabbat as well. Um, but they have underestimated Israelis for in two ways. First of all, Israelis are very, um, have tremendous love for families. I mean, everybody does, but uh, there's, it's a special, you know, it's a special kind of, um, of feeling um, that Israelis have for their families. And um, and so what they what Hamas did, you know, killing and kidnapping and all of that uh, in this brutal way, that has really stirred up, uh, poked the bear, <laughs> and stirred up Israelis, and um, and so they, you know, they I think they underestimated the love that Israelis have for each other and also the power that Israelis have, and particularly when they have been, when such atrocities have happened. Um, so, but there are, um, there are videos of Israelis on their balconies singing the national anthem, Hatikva, which means the hope. So, you know, um, that's another way that they underestimated Israel's strength and courage. Now, I just wanna tell you one last thing, you know that I have written the five-time award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. If you order this book, buy my book from my website, terroristtherapist.com, all the profits will go to Israel. So again, it's terroristtherapist.com. The book is Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. The first half of the book is for parents and teachers, anyone who has any um, connection to with kids. And then the second half of the book is a picture book for kids. What is terrorism? It's not just about 9-11 or it's not certainly about Hamas per se. It's about terrorists, you know, all terrorists. And it gives them a good understanding. Well, as you can hear, I am all choked up. This is this is very these are very serious times, folks. You need to make changes in your life. To uh, you know, when when nine eleven happened, of course, there were two schools of thought. On the one hand, um, you know, we want to keep safe and all that, but on the other hand, we don't want to let terrorists um, stop us from doing the things that we love in our life. And I would say, I'm not telling you to stop doing all the things that you love. In fact, I guess I'm telling you to really uh, do more of them because, because this is a very dangerous time and, and um, things might be happening faster than anyone would have expected. So thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol Lieberman your terrorist therapist. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist.
Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.